This is the Simplistic Reviews Podcast's Year in Review, a compilation of all sketches we've produced on this show in 2023. I'm your announcer Julie, and I'm your tour guide through this inane and insane menagerie of mildly amusing flights of fancy. Speaking of insane, we started off the year with another sketch based on the Patty Chayefsky classic, Network. The sons of bitches are a hit, goddammit! Over 2,000 phone calls going out of the mailroom. As of this moment, over 1,400 telegrams. The response is sensational. Herb, tell him. Well, hi. Herb's phone hasn't stopped ringing. Every goddamn affiliate from Albuquerque to Sandusky. The response for the Simplistic Reviews podcast is sensational. Yes. All right. For you, Herb, get back to your office. Jake Kluwick, call me. Richard Kirkman, call me. We got a goddamn hit, goddammit. Diana Show in the Times. We even got an editorial in the holy goddamn New York Times. The Simplistic Reviews podcast is a call for immorality. I don't know where they are. Those crazy sons of bitches, Stuart Valentine and Blizzy have caught us, so don't tell me you don't know where they are. They could be jumping off a roof for all I know. Those guys are insane. They're not responsible for themselves. They need care and treatment. And all you grave robbers think about is, they're a hit. I'm putting the Simplistic Reviews podcast back on the air. I'm making all network decisions, including one I've been waiting to make for a long time. You're fired. I want you out of this building by noon. I'll call the security guards and have you thrown out if you're still here. Let's say fuck you, Hackett. You want me out of here? You're going to have to drag me out kicking and screaming. And the whole Lamb Podcasting Network kicking and screaming with me. You think they're going to quit their podcast for you? Not in this recession, buddy. When Jay Clue gets back, he'll have your ass. I got a hit, asshole, and Clue doesn't count anymore! He was hoping I'd fall on my face with the Simplistic Reviews podcast, but I didn't. It's a big, fat, big-titted hit, and I don't have to waffle around with Clue anymore. He wants to take me up in front of the Lamb board? Let him! You think Clue is stupid enough to go to the Lamb board and say I'm taking our one-hit show off the air? Believe me, Mr. Kirkman is going to be rocking back and forth in this little chair and say to me, that's a good job, keep it up. So don't have any illusions who's running things around here anymore. You're fired. I want you out of your office before noon, or I'll have you thrown out. Charlene, grab some guys in a net and get those three nutbags back on the air! It's been over a decade since the last Avatar film. Which means it's been over a decade since we've been able to make a mockery of it. Get off me! Get off me! Colonel Forge, please! Colonel Forge! It's okay! You're okay! Just calm down! Why? Why the hell am I blue? If you'll have a seat, this video will explain everything. In case you haven't figured it out yet, you're Colonel Miles Quaritch. Only younger, taller, bluer, and not nearly as good looking. In two hours, I fly a mission against the Navi stronghold. The powers that be thought it'd be prudent that I do this backup just in case. If cloning comes so easy to these eggheads, couldn't you all have just made me another human body instead of this blue Gumby? I'm sorry, Colonel. He can't hear you. This is just a recording. If you're watching well, it means I did get my ticket punched. If you're any clone of mine, you'd be looking for some payback. On the top of that list would be that traitor with the extremely generic and punchable face, Jake Sully. We need you back out there to wipe him and his Sound good, Marine? Yes, sir. I can almost see you smiling. Now be careful. Selling in this entire clan a fair game, but if we have lost and have
child. I don't remember having a child. I don't remember anyone even mentioning to me that I have a child. Yep, totally have a child. Not at all made up as a plot convenience for the story. Totally have a child. I'm like 73 years old. How the hell did I have a child? What am I, Larry King? After you kill Sully and those freaks, which... Right. Unobtainable. Damn, Rita. What? At 80 million bucks a vial, it's about the most valuable thing in this universe. And it's produced by a bunch of whales. What about the unobtainium? The thing I apparently literally died for? Yep, Damn, Rita. The only reason we came here. Absolutely. No other reason I can think of than that. Damn, Rita. Oh, come on. This stuff literally makes you immortal. And the way we obtain it is through the simple process at all of using a mini-sub to shoot a whale with a tracker, firing sonic waves in the water to make them surface, firing an inflatable device under them to keep them above water, firing an explosive harpoon into them to kill them, and then drilling into their uh, brains, I guess, to extract the few ounces of amrita they have. It's so simple. Uh, I think I caught about half of that. No, I know what you want to know. I know why you're probably fidgeting in their chair. Biggest question about your new avatar body. Do I have a dick? Do you have a dick? Specifics are unclear with those blue bastards, but if you take a look... Oh, thank God. There was no way I was having those brainiacs build me a body without a couple armaments. (laughs) And here's the best thing. If or when you swap spit with one of those Navi. You'll first need to connect your two weird ponytail things together. It connects your nervous systems. That way she will feel what you're feeling and you can feel what she's feeling which means it would be like fucking myself. Hey! I gotta get on the field right now! But Colonel, there's like three more hours of this. Nope. I got it. Get me out there now! DJ Valentine is a huge fan of the 1980s Gummy Bears theme song. I just wish to God, he'd let someone else sing it. Dick jokes and swearing just shows that they're caring about films and TV shows that nobody sees. Offensive and cringy's a part of their history. They once told a joke involving Sonny Bono skis. Simplistic reviews of black to white guys, only one's a Jew. They even have a crazy robot too. They are simplistic reviews. How DJ get traction, affirmative action Batman and Bond are just in speciality Matthew likes horror even more than the Torah Who think there are podcasts with rationality Simplistic reviews Joe Rogan couldn't even fill their shoes Let's see what curse words they will abuse They are simplistic reviews They are simplistic reviews DJ Oh, hey, 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 guys, what's up? Could you do us all a small, teeny, tiny little favor? I mean, uh, if it isn't too much trouble. Sure, what, what do you need? Stop, Stop singing, singing the, the fucking Gummy Bears theme song. What are you, five fucking years old? We can't even hear ourselves think through your bullshit. I will punch you in the throat. <laughs> sorry, sorry. 
didn't even realize. You know when you wake up with a song in your head and you just wind up singing it all? You, you've all stopped listening to me. You're, you're walking out right now. I, I, I get it. I get it. This next sketch was made in honor of the first movie abandoned in James Gunn's new DC Cinematic Universe. Shazam! Fury of Zachary Levi. Sorry, I mean the gods. Alright Bruce, I'm here. I hope you have a good reason for summoning me to the Watchtower. I was this close to figuring out the person funding Intergang's activities in Metropolis. It's Lex Luthor, Clark. It's always Lex Luthor. Take the fun out of it, why don't you? Fine. That's the emergency. You're in charge of the Justice League recruitment. So this falls on your head. What falls on my head? I'm starting to think Shazam is a lot younger than he looks. <laughs> Are you jealous? So he's aging gracefully, so what? Not aging gracefully? I think Shazam's a kid. What, at heart? No. A boy pretending to be a man. A boy? Have you seen him? Shazam is 6'4", 215 pounds. He's almost bigger than me. <clears throat> almost. Shazam's powers are based in magic. And I think that he's using some kind of enchantment to make himself look older than he actually is. Okay, world's greatest detective. How'd you manage to jump to that conclusion? A select group of factors. For one, he only eats junk food. I mean, have you met the Flash? His overusage of the term, bro. Says the guy who can't stop saying vengeance every five seconds. His lack of availability to the lead during school nights. We all have varying schedules. Hal Jordan doesn't work on the Sabbath. There's also his online activities. Online activities? What, is he watching a lot of TikTok videos? That. And porn. A lot of porn. Judging by the amount of adult sites he's visited, I estimate his age to be around 13 or 14 years old. You gotta be kidding me. How many sites? 152. 150? Come on, that can't be right. I, I don't even think there's 152 actual porn sites out there. RedTube. Pornhub. Browsers. That could be on anyone's computer. Dumpstersluts.com. Poontrain.com. Blowjobroulette.net. That's not even clever wordplay. Handjobhub. Wankworld. Warner Brothers. That last one's gonna get a lawsuit. Team Skeet. Gonzo Garden. Wait a second. Just, just wait a second. Are you writing these down, Clark? No. I'm just taking notes of this conversation. I'm a journalist. Those are only some of the sites he's been on today. And I also found this. Open it. What? What is this? That is a picture of Wonder Woman. It was tucked away in his sock drawer. Along with those crusty socks. Oh, God! What the hell? They're stiff as a board! I thought there was some sort of oddly shaped white brillo pads or something. Yeah, we should contact Star Labs. There's enough DNA on those socks to make our own legends of tomorrow. Ha ha, very funny. Uh, those socks could be an anti-life equation. <sighs> For Christ's sake. Because there's dead sperm all over them? I, I get it, Bruce. I, I get it. Kingdom come. <laughs> You're not even trying now. <laughs> Kingdom come. <laughs> Imagine a world where the quick-witted, biting dialogue of the HBO series Succession 
was implemented in the world of Super Mario Brothers. everyone the prodigal shithead returns hi luigi let's skip the unpleasantries toad i canceled two lunches postponed one big meeting and crossed mushroom kingdom traffic during rush hour to get here as quickly as i could what's so important you couldn't tell me over the phone who the hell has two lunches what are you a fucking hobbit uh daisy uh could you just tell me why i'm here please no offense but uh us gathered together like this probably constitute us rezoning this penthouse as an evil lair. Mario stroked out. I, I don't care about Mario's sexual escapades, Wario. No, you fucking idiot. He had a stroke. Uh, is he is he okay? We don't know. We don't know? The, the, the fuck does that mean? Peach won't let us in there to see him. You haven't seen him? How do you even know he's not dead? Take it easy, Luigi. Jesus... Peach is in there with him. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I miss the part of Princess Peach's royal etiquette training where they taught her to be a fucking doctor? Probably missed it when you were getting white boy wasted with the Hammer Brothers. Shut up, Wario. This is bullshit. We should be in there too. Peach is his wife, but we're his family. You sure about that, Toad? I'm not even sure what the hell you are. Guy turning into a mushroom? Or a mushroom turning into a guy? Fuck you, Daisy. Fuck me? I'm surprised you can fuck anything. You're like a walking, talking micropenis mascot. Apropos criticism coming from the figurative and literal embodiment of deflowering. Oh, ha, 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 you fucking fungus. Could you two give it a rest already? Don't feel too bad. Your friend Peach up there is named after a vagina, so... Cut it out. Oh, shit. 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 Oh, guys. Luigi's speaking in fetishes again. This is bad. This is very bad. Your grasp for the obvious has always astounded me, Luigi. You ever consider being a detective, maybe starring in an NBC procedural, Linguini in order? You don't get it, you little twerp. The meeting I postponed to get here was a shareholders meeting. We are supposed to be launching our new platform tomorrow. No, 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 no. That was scheduled for next month. That was before I moved it up. You moved it up? Yes. You moved it up? Yes. Why did you move it up, Luigi? Debt fucking service coverage ratio? I'm keeping this company afloat while you assholes play clippity-clop in your fucking huggies. Besides, how was I supposed to know Wario was going to go all Douglas Quaid on us? He's a middle-aged plumber from the Bronx who has stored enough pasta in his gullet over the years to start a fucking restaurant. I'd say it was a likely scenario. We're from Brooklyn, actually. Where are you from? Fucking Holland? You know, I am surprised that this is the interpretation you got of the end of Total Recall, Luigi. I typically subscribe to the theory that Quaid is a lot. Shut, Shut up, up Wario. Wario. Do you know what's going to happen to our stock prices if we launch a brand new platform with the face of the fucking company blowing snap bubbles and an iron lung monitored by Nurse Snatchit up there? Okay, 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 okay. Okay, it's clear what we have to do. Um, we have to have a vote of no confidence on Mario and place one of us in charge. So who do we pick? Other than the moldy man-child over there. It's... Well, I am the obvious choice. <laughs> you? This company is aimed at kids, remember? 
I'm missing your point. The point is, Wario, we'd be better off having the face of the company be a skull and crossbones or three big bold X's than you. Fuck off. Kids love me. Yeah, the same way they love the creepy janitor who bribes him with a candy before dragging them into the boiler room. The only way you could get anyone to stick around is through Stockholm Syndrome, big guy. Rest of the shareholders are gonna run for the fucking boats. Look, um, I've been with this company since the beginning. I'm the smoothest transition. You guys back me, and we can maybe salvage this thing. Peach, thank God. How is he? He's resting. Well, we have to see him. Like I said. We understand that, Peach. However, there are some very important business-type things we have to discuss with him right away. You all seem to care more about Mario's company than Mario's well-being. This company is his well-being, Peach. And if we don't choose a successor immediately, he may not have a company when he wakes up. Mario has already chosen a successor. And he's coming up the elevator right now. Thanks for coming, Mr. Bowser. <laughs> what was that earlier about Stockholm Syndrome? Part 2 of the sketch we lovingly call the Succession Brothers, is as close to the Season 3 finale, as DJ Valentine could remember off the top of his head. Mr. Mario ain't seeing no one. Step aside, Goomba. We're going in. Send them all in. Daisy, Tom, Luigi. Hello. What's all this then? We're just feeling a little out of the loop here, Mario. Of course. Things have moved pretty fast. Ho -ho. Come in. Come in. Um, yeah, we might be wrong, but we're hearing rumors about Sega. Yeah, that we might be the target for an acquisition now. Is that right, Mario? I've been looking at some options. Right. We might be affected our position, so we wanted to get some clarity. Right. Super Mario Brothers. There's a wave of consolidation happening. That means there's the optimal time, in my opinion, to make a deal with another gaming operation like uh, a Sega. That's what I've been exploring, okay? Okay, so I would say, um, on behalf of all of us, can you ease up and let us in? Stop this until we can see how we're impacted? No, it has to be now. Why? Because I feel it in my bones. Oh, wow. No arguing with that, huh? At the end of the day, it's all I fucking got. You know that's bullshit. Look, Super Mario Brothers is raising back up as a powerhouse game. It's a, it's a pipe dream. Uh, forgive the pun. <laughs> if I don't do the best deal, at the end of the day, what's the point of anything? I, uh, I don't get out. I leave uh, five billion coins on the table. Come on, Mario. What are you going to do with the five bill? Huh? Put it in your pile with all your other fucking bill? Hmm. Probably, yeah. And what are we supposed to do? Make your own fucking pile, hmm? Mario, once Sonic and the rest of those cronies over at Sega start calling the fucking shots, we're fucked. Oh, and now that hedgehog loves you guys, huh? 
No, he doesn't, Mario. He just loves gold rings and chili dogs. And since Avarice or Heartburn won't likely kill him anytime soon, the moment you're not in charge, that royal blue rodent will be stringing us up in the town square. Oh, you'll be fine. You'll have him my world, huh? Trust me. You can't trust him. Mario, we're, we're here to say, the three of us, to ask and to say, don't do this. Please. What if I decide I can't listen to you, huh? We can stop you. And we will stop you. Blow this up. You need our vote for a change of control. Yeah, you need all of us. You need a supermajority, and we can kill it. And we will. You're playing uh, toy fucking soldiers. Fuck off. I have you beat. You fucking morons. Well, no, because you need a supermajority. Oh. Well, not because you need a supermajority to... <laughs> Is she still on? It's done. I'll put her uh, back on. Mario, what is this? Hello. Hello, Peach. It's me, Mario. You're also on with Luigi and Todd and Daisy. Well, I don't necessarily want to do anything more tonight. Peach and I have been reviewing the uh, structural terms of Nintendo's uh, board members' voting agreement. She thinks that uh, her voice would be better served in my hands. Peach, you fucked us. And uh, since we all agreed to make my vote count as double, and her vote count as double. Oh, fuck. Peach, he got to you. Peach? Seriously? Already? I'm sorry, guys. I think this is all for the best. Sorry. Bye. We just walked in on Mario and Peach fucking us. Mario, please. Please? Hopping off of a shell of a Koopa Troopa at the uh, least gives you a boost up, huh? That's a fair deal. What have you got? What have I got? I don't know. Love? Love. You come for me with love? <laughs> you come in her fire, flowers in the hand, and now you find you've been turned to fucking bricks. You talk about love? Why? Why? Because it works. Because unlike you, unlike all of you, in your own game, I fucking win. Now, if you do excuse me. Who told him we were coming? I, I don't know. Who told him? Hey, everyone. Not a good time, Link. Well, excuse me, princess. Is everything okay? Wait. No. You. Me? For some, well, dumb fucking reason. People love The Last Jedi. But these people seem to not take into account that Luke Skywalker attempted to kill Ben Solo in his sleep. We try to underline how ludicrous that was, with a sketch imagining if Luke was successful. Shit, 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 shit. It's fine, it's fine. They, they say it on Andor. I can say it too. Shadow the Illusion? That's not the point. Just let me think, okay, R2? I, I gotta think. 
No, I don't want to call her. I need to figure out how to explain. What do you mean she's calling? It's the middle of the night. No, don't pick up. Don't pick. Luke. Hey, Leia. What? What's um? What's what's up? Nothing. Just calling to see how things are going with you and Ben. We haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, everything's under control. Uh, situation normal. Luke, you sound weird. Um, everything's perfectly all right right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Something's wrong. Let me talk to Ben. <laughs> Here's the thing, Leia. I, I, I kind of, sort of, perhaps, maybe, by chance, had to kill Ben. Just, just a little. You did what? It's not my fault. It's, it's not my fault. How in the hell is that not your fault, Luke? Look, when he was sleeping, I read his mind with the force. Don't you tell me you killed my only child. Your nephew. Because of some feeling you got with that stupid force shit, Luke Skywalker. But I didn't see it, Leia. Ben burned down my temple. Went to the dark side. Became super emo. Killed Han. Blew you out into space. I, I couldn't let that potentially happen. Potentially? It was a very vivid premonition. You gave our genocidal maniac of a father pass after pass for years. Even after he lopped off your hand and blew up my planet! Yet, you killed Ben because of something that could potentially happen? I really think you need to appreciate my, my side of this, Leia, for a certain point of view. Han! Oh, no, no, don't get... Han! What is it? Me and Chewie are watching the game. Get over here! Right now! What's the big deal? What's the big deal? Luke killed Ben! Ben who? Ben! Your son! Uh... Wow. Han! Oh, sorry, sorry. He killed Ben because he had a bad dream. A premonition. It was a premonition. Look, kid. I'm very disappointed in you. Very disappointed. That's it? What do you want from me, huh? This isn't my fault. You're the one who sent him to that stupid Jedi school. Not me. I wanted him to be a pilot, but no. You wanted to make him some creepy monk and force him to take up your religion that actually forbids him from getting laid. I didn't want him to be a pilot because his scruffy-looking, nerf-hurting, laser brain of a father was a pilot who became a sleazy scumbag who does nothing nowadays but get laid behind my back with any life form with a pulse. I'm not going to sit here and be lectured to you by the princess of paranoia. I'm going over to Lando's. He's fucking a robot. Fine. When you do, why didn't you ask him if he's seen my underwear? I'm pretty sure I left it over his place last week. You're a slut. You have a micropenis. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go see you on life day. I think that went a lot better than I expected, R2. Staying with Star Wars, I'm sure the Empire had a lot more things on their mind than branding. We imagine they farmed out that sort of thing to some sort of intergalactic, Old Republic advertising firm. Grandma Tarkin, we didn't expect you back so soon. Where are we at with this? We've, uh, made a lot of progress. Several positive avenues. We're circling a prime. And I mean a prime option. <laughs> Well, I'm waiting. Oh, right now? Um, okay, let's go right now. Sure, alright. Let this 
wash over you, Tarky baby. You ready? Murder moon. Murder moon? Murder moon. Amazing, right? It's fresh. It's striking. It tested very high with the bothins, and it has a stick factor that I think can generate a lot of traction. But it's no moon. It's a space station. Technically, yes. <laughs> uh, but that kind of depends on where you're standing, right? The Emperor will be here in only a few cycles. Upon his arrival, I will need a name for his new superweapon, of which he will approve. You two came highly recommended. You were said to be the best. Uh, and we are? Check out the CV, Big T. Star Destroyer? Us. Speeder Bike? Us again. TIE Fighter, TIE Bomber, TIE Interceptor, TIE Vanguard, just because we love to get funky, not to mention our uh, pride and joy, the uh, AT-ATs. 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 We've been over this. It's an acronym. But it becomes an acronym since it can be said as a word. A-T isn't a word. We focus on the matter at hand, please. Now tell me you have more options. Of, of course. Uh, why don't we just shotgun them, okay? Here we go. Ball of Doom. No. Destructosphere. No. Obliteration Station. No. Laser Land. Laser Land? What is it? Theme Park? No. Babylon 5. Where are you getting these names from? We've accrued data from a multitude of market research. Really? Is that your market research on the board there? Because what's on the board there is a large circle with a skull and crossbones in the center. Is that your research? You, you can't force inspiration. It has to sort of just come to you. When your mother named you Moth, I'm sure she did First name isn't Moth. Moth is my title. Really? I didn't know that. What is your first name? Wilhuff. <laughs> Wait, seriously? If you are searching for inspiration, look no further than the purpose of this facility. It is a stark, cold cloth capable of wiping away the scum of the Rebellion. An inescapable instrument of judgment for any threat to the Empire throughout the galaxy. Death from the stars. Yeah, I got nothing. Me neither. Wait, 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 wait. How about Planet Terror? Or better yet, Terror planet. You just said what I said, but backwards. No, I didn't. You literally just did that. No, I didn't. Everyone loves that man. But would everyone love his politics? You're tuned into Tucker Carlson tonight. Which means you're either angry your wife left you for a Latin dance instructor, or terrified your son is dating a trans woman. I'm Tucker Carlson, and I still hate black people. Coming to you live here at my home after those cowards at Fox News turned their backs on me for speaking the truth that I'm legally obligated to say is a lie. But the train keeps rolling on as I've launched a new show on the haven of heathen left-wing libtards, Twitter. Still fighting the good fight from the shadows. Speaking of fighting from the shadows, my debut guest is someone, even though we've never met, I consider a close friend and an ally to the conservative movement, the Dark Knight himself, Batman, a.k.a. Bruce Wayne. Secret safe with us. Thanks for having me on the program. Wait, I'm, I'm not a conservative. <laughs> I thought your arch nemesis was the one with the jokes. 
I claim no political affiliation. You don't have to claim it. It's what you are. Look at the facts. You're a billionaire trust fund baby with a Rockefeller Republican upbringing. Well, I was raised by a British butler. Who's a Tory? You're now a titan of industry, a beneficiary of, I'm gonna guess, a ton of tax cuts? I don't remember paying taxes. Even better. You're definitely not a Tea Party Republican because of your little issues with guns, but you're okay with one of your sidekicks, the Red Hood, carrying a couple of semi-automatics on patrol with you. Jason can do the things Batman can't. And he promised me he wouldn't kill anyone Um, with me around. Your tight relationship with Jim Gordon clearly shows you're not for defunding the police. Also, the mayor of Gotham seems to have lots of power, so you most likely approve of small government. That's pure Reagan Republican ideology. No, wait just a minute. Judging by that diesel-guzzling monstrosity you drive around in, you're clearly not a member of the Green Party. And by the long list of muggers you've put in the ICU, you're definitely in favor of tough tactics on crime. We won't even go into your hard stance on immigrants. I I don't have a hard stance on immigrants. You said, and I quote, If we believe there's even a 1% chance that he is our enemy, we have to take it as an absolute certainty. Comments made in regards to your alien immigrant teammate, Superman. Come on. That quote is taken completely out of context. If I may just, just, just read you something here. Um, if there's a 1% chance that Pakistani scientists are helping Al-Qaeda build or develop a nuclear weapon, we have to treat it as an absolute certainty in terms of our response. You know who said that eerily similar quote? Dick Cheney. Dear God. Yep, you might think about changing that signal in the sky from a bat to an elephant. After the break, Daily Bugle correspondent J. Jonah Jameson drops by to uh, discuss how the only thing worse than Spider-Man is a half-black, half-Puerto Rican copycat. We enter the Antifa-verse next. Some of Walt Disney's live-action animated film adaptations are so horrific, it seems to be the work of some sort of serial killer. Maybe even the Red Dragon. Where am I? Why am I glued to a typewriter? What am I doing here? Atoning, Mr. Lowndes. Hey, I haven't seen your face. I couldn't possibly identify you. I work for Entertainment Weekly. Will pay a big reward for me. Uh, half a million? Uh, a million, maybe. Ha <laughs> ha. Do you know who I am, Mr. Lowndes? No. And I I don't want to know. Believe me. According to you, I run a commie corporate entertainment company from a bygone era devoid of any new ideas other than grooming children and padding my pockets with ill-gotten theme park revenue. I think you know now, don't you? Yes. Do you understand what I'm doing, Mr. Lowndes? No. Um, but I'd like to. I really want to understand, and all my readers could understand, too. I am not a man. Each being I change makes me more than a man. 
but you will witness. Uh, I don't need to see you, no. <laughs> oh, but you must, Mr. Lowndes. You're a reporter. You're here to report. Open your eyes and look at me. No. If you won't open them yourself, I'll staple your eyelids to your forehead. I don't want to. Open your eyes! Do you want to know what I am? More than anything. I was afraid to ask. Do you see now? Yeah, I see. This is Simba from the animated Lion King. Do you see? Yes. This is Sebastian the Crab from the animated Little Mermaid. Do you see? This is Simba changing, oh do you God. see? This is Sebastian changing, do you see? This is Simba reborn in live action, do you see? This is Sebastian reborn in live action, do you see? Please, no. No? No what? Not Sebastian, not Simba. Not them, everybody loved them. Why did you write those lies about Disney, Mr. Lowndes? In your magazine? I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Will you tell the truth about Disney now? About me? About my films? Yes, yes. I am the mouse! And you call me insane for what I make for the masses? You are privy to a great becoming live-action Hercules, live-action Lilo and Stitch, live-action Snow White! Again! Before me you rightly tremble, but fear is not what you owe me, Mr. Lowndes. You owe me good reviews! Now type! There was nothing Tom Cruise wouldn't do for a film to entertain the fans. There is also nowhere he wouldn't go. Seriously. Absolutely. Fucking. Nowhere. Hello everyone. Tom Cruise here on the set of my latest picture, Mission Impossible 10. Hellbound. I didn't want to start production without thanking you all for coming out to the movies and thanking you all for supporting me, Tom Cruise. The entire crew and I pride ourselves on making the moviegoing experience as fun, entertaining, and as real as possible for you, the moviegoer. So we thought what better way to do that for this film than to shoot on location here at the gates of hell. Now I know confirmation of the existence of Christianity's description of hell and our using it as merely a backdrop for the 10th installment of a movie adaption of a television show from the 60s may come as a shock to you, but not as shocking as what we have in store in this film, believe me. Hey Tom. Oh hey Chris. Everyone, this is Chris McQuarrie, the writer and director of Mission Impossible 10. Hi everybody. Hi. Thank you. Hey, listen, Tom, we really gotta roll. We gotta get this shot. What's the hurry, Chris? Well, you, you said after this movie you'd maybe let me go and do a movie, you know, w- without you. Right, right. Sure, Chris. Hey, why'd you do that thing with your eyes? What thing? Well, you said you'd let me go as if you were serious, but then then you rolled your eyes when you were saying it as if you weren't serious. I'm sure I don't know what you mean. Hey, guys, we doing this or what? Oh, hey, speak of the devil, it's the morning star himself, Lucifer, the prince of darkness and ruler of hell. Hey, everyone. Good to see you. Sorry to interrupt, Tom, but this lake of fire is going to flame out pretty soon. Really? I thought it was for an all-eternity sort of thing. Yeah, it runs on the sins of the damned. 
but also about 80,000 meters of biofuel. And you don't want to know how to get it. Got it. All right, folks, it's magic hour, and we got a lot of work to do. Thanks again, and we'll see you at the movies. This next sketch came about because DJ Valentine has tremendous love for the film The Princess Bride, and also tremendous hatred for Phoebe Waller-Bridge. So, it is down to you, and it is down to me. Let me explain. There's nothing to explain. You're trying to kidnap what I've rightfully stolen. Well, if there can be no arrangement, then we are at an impasse. I'm afraid so. I can't compete with you physically, and you're no match for my cinematic brains. You're that smart. Let me put it this way. You ever heard of Siskel, Ebert, Shallot? Yes. Morons. Really? In that case, I challenge you to a battle of wits. For the princess? Yes. To the death? Yes. I accept. Good. Then pour the wine. this, but do not touch. I smell nothing. What you do not smell is called Phoebe Waller-Bridge powder. It is odorless, tasteless, feminist, dissolves instantly in liquid, and is one of the more deadly movie franchise poisons known to man. Where's the Wallabridge poison? The battle of wits has begun. It ends when you decide and we both drink, and find out who is right and who is dead. But it's so simple. All I have to do is divine from what I know of you. Are you the sort of man that would put the Phoebe Wallabridge poison in his own goblet or his enemies? Now a clever man would know that Phoebe Wallabridge killed Solo in all future Star Wars stories by inserting her ideas of robot slavery and male-on-droid sex in it. You're dressed like a Star Wars cosplayer. You would have known that. So I clearly can't choose the wine in front of you. Not sure what you mean. My attire is clearly 15th century high fantasy. Waller Bridge was also going to make a Mr. and Mrs. Smith television series with her good friend Donald Glover. That didn't come to pass due to creative differences, supporting the theory of an adversarial relationship between a man and a woman, which I clearly have with your princess-to-be and my ex-wife who moved in with a farmer from Australia, so I clearly can't choose the wine in front of me. Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. Wait till I get going! Where was I? Australia. Yes, she was called in to rewrite the Bond movie, No Time to Die, a film in which the male hero has a suicidal notion of choosing death instead of living in a world where he couldn't come in contact with his loved one, which mirrors your current situation, so I clearly can't choose the wine in front of you. You're just stalling now. You'd like to think that, wouldn't you? Walla Bridge finally destroyed Indiana Jones, not by writing the last movie, but by her mere annoying presence, which propelled her to show running the Tomb Raider television series, giving her carte blanche to kill off two fictional archaeological heroes in one fell swoop, similar to what I planned to do to the both of you, so I truly can't choose the one in front of me. You're trying to trick me into giving away something. It won't work. It has worked. You've given everything away. I know where the Phoebe Walla Bridge poison is. Then make your choice. I will, and I choose. What in the world could that be? What? Where? I don't see anything. Oh, I, I, I could have sworn I saw something. Uh, no matter. <laughs> What's so funny? I'll tell you in a minute. First, let's drink. 
Me from my glass, and you from yours. You guessed wrong. You only think I guessed wrong. That's what's so funny. I switched glasses when your back was turned. Ha <laughs> ha, you fool. You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The most famous has never race swap a Disney character when you're distributing your film in Asia, but only slightly less well-known is this. Never go in with a cinephile when death is on the line. <laughs> Who are you? I'm no one to be trifled with. That's all you ever need know. To think, all that time it was Shortcut that was poisoned. They were both poisoned. I spent a weekend developing an immunity to Phoebe Waller-Bridge powder by binging Fleabag on Amazon Prime. The movie Barbie didn't just end up becoming the biggest hit of the year. It also became a pro-women feminist flagpole for all of cinema in 2023. So we couldn't make fun of the film without being called sexist pigs. But no one said, we couldn't make fun of the dolls themselves. Over the years, Barbie has worn many different hats. Like Lawyer Barbie. Objection, Your Honor! Objection sustained! Or Astronaut Barbie. Barbie has a problem. But with the inexplicable success of the Barbie movie, Mattel now feels confident enough to release some of their lesser-known signature Barbies for the whole family, like beleaguered upstate New York accountant Barbie. Look, I can't do your taxes without your 1040. No, not your W-2, your 1040. They're not the same thing. What are you, a schmuck? Entitled Karen Barbie. Enough calling some number to get my refund. I want my refund right now. Where is your manager, young man? Disgraced Celebrity Barbie. I'd like to apologize to all my fans. The nude pictures of me that have leaked online were always intended to be private. Also, the drugs I fear to be snorting off that donkey were totally medicinal. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Barbie. We are so pleased you and your friends could stop by for dinner. Aren't we, Ken? <laughs> pyramid Scheme Barbie. It's not a pyramid scheme. It's not a pyramid scheme. It's multi-level marketing, okay? Now how much money can I take from your account before your wife starts to notice? Polyamorous Relationship Barbie. Ken, this is Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. This is Ken. Now... College co-ed a little too comfortable around black people, Barbie. Woo! I love partying with you people! What the fuck? <laughs> um, it's okay. My, my best friend is black. Annoying vegan, Barbie. You're seriously gonna eat that? No, no, no. It's fine. I was just unaware you had no moral code whatsoever. By all means, enjoy enabling the mass slaughter of innocent creatures. And of course, Tea Party Barbie. The other one. Stop the steal! Stop the steal! Stop the steal! The new signature Barbie line. You happy now, Greta Gerwig? 
This is what you wrought. Blanket of Cotton Barbie, Karen Barbie, Disgrace Celebrity Barbie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Barbie, Pyramid Scheme Barbie, Polyamorous Relationship Barbie, Annoying Vegan Barbie, NT Party Barbie, or Limited Time Offer Participating Locations, Void Where Prohibited, Leatherface Cancel Separately. I'd like to sincerely apologize to everyone listening for playing two sketches in which Valentine sings. I'd also like to apologize to any Mystery Science Theater 3000 fans out there about to suffer through that show's theme song being butchered. In the not too distant future, next Sunday AD, there was a guy named Matt, not too different from you or me. He worked at Simplistic Reviews, who hired him since he was a Jew. They didn't hire me because I'm a Jew. And hired? Hmm. Are we... Wait, are we getting paid here? He did a good job with his film debates, but his bosses didn't like him, so they shot him in the space. They send him cheesy movie news, the worst they can find. Also plays games and does shitty skits while they monitor his mind. Shitty like this one. Now keep in mind Matt can't control when the podcast begins or ends. He tries to keep his sanity with the help of his silly friends. Asshole roll call Justin. DJ and announcer. You're wondering how Matt eats and breathes in other science facts. Wait, wait, wait. Am, am I going to have trouble breathing at some point? Just keep in mind, it's just a show, so get ready and just relax. It's an episode of the Simplistic Reviews Podcast. So, what do you think? Just play the other one. Really? Yes, really. And please, for the love of God, stop singing songs. You're bad at it. Oh, okay. Like, really? Fucking bad. No, no, I get it. You you were very clear the first time. Video game movies made a comeback this year. So why not stunt that growth by taking a few silly shots at them? This fall, from the people who brought you Gran Turismo comes another remarkable true story. Call of Duty. You can't say that. It's not a true story. We'll sell more tickets if I say it's a true story. Yeah, well, we'll also get sued if you, like, lie in an advertisement broadcast to a national audience. That can't be true. Let me get this straight. You want me to invade North Korea? A blatant act of war that I'm pretty sure can't happen without their approval of Congress, and you want me to do it with a soldier plucked out of a group of incel loser crybaby Nancy boys who live in the mama's basement, who are supposed pros at playing a stupid video game? Not just any video game. Call of Duty. Remind me, uh, how did you get elected president again? Call of Duty. Okay, we looked it up and it's true. We can be sued for lying, so how about Call of Duty based on a true story? It isn't based on a true story. It isn't based on anything. Nothing like this has ever happened before. How can you be so sure? Welcome to the first day of basic training, ladies. Now, basic typically takes about 10 weeks, but I only got one. 
because I'm under orders by a president clearly in the midst of a nervous breakdown. A pretty tough feat, especially because you're all a bunch of loosey losers who suck on your thumb while eating your flaming hot Cheetos while playing on your little Sony playboxes because you're nerds. You're all fucking shitty, stupid, dumbass nerds. And I hate you because you use your recreational time to play electronic games. I hate you. I fucking hate you. Call of Duty. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. The names haven't been changed. They were totally made up. No one in this film ever existed. <sighs> Fine. Mr. President, of all the virgin, man-child, wussy, dorky, geekwad, waste of oxygen, he is the best one. Man, you really hate people who play video games. I really hate people who play video games, sir. Call of Duty, a documentary for the ages. It's not a documentary. Everything in this is fake. Documentaries are about real things that happened. So you're telling me... March of the Penguins really happened? Yeah, wait, do you think penguins aren't real? All right, platoon, we gotta stop up there in the ridge line. Everybody stand fast till we get air support. Wait, I know this terrain. I've played it a thousand times. Okay, I'll draw his fire, and you guys double back and flank him. Then you come back around and revive me, okay? Ready, move out! No, wait. Leroy Jenkins! I think he's dead, Sarge. Well, shit. Call of Duty. A true story. Kinda in the way Fargo and Inglorious Bastards is a true story. That good? Oddly. Yeah. October is typically the time of year where we go all out with wild horror madness. However, it was decided that maybe this year, we could do something a bit more altruistic. The Halloween season ushers in a litany of work for iconic horror villains, but has anyone stopped to ask what do these bloodthirsty killers, psychotic clowns, and grotesque creatures do throughout the rest of the year? We have, and that's all we formed the After the Scares Foundation. Here at ATSF, we are dedicated to fully reintegrating, let's just say, impolite individuals back into polite society. Tommy Clarkson, born to Samantha and Fred Clarkson of Wilmington, Delaware, in 2015. Since that time, you have driven Samantha and Fred crazy with your neediness and exploitation of their weakness into getting them to pay for elaborate annual social gatherings on your behalf. Leading me to ask, would you like to play a game? No, I want to eat my cake. Wait, wait, everyone, please calm down. We play the game first, then we eat the cake. That's how parties work, please. You're the worst fucking party clown ever. From a cannibalistic chainsaw willy maniac to a global award-winning topiary artist. That's beautiful. From a cross-dressing psycho motel owner with mommy issues to a fabulous non-binary guest judge on a brand new season of Project Runway. But Mr. Bates, you don't think the plaid is a little too ostentatious? No, not at all, Darlene. We all go a little plaid sometimes. Haven't you? Not only does the After the Scares program reintegrate, we re-educate. Some of our more dedicated clients have even studied to receive PhDs in diverse fields of medicine. And then I dreamt I was being chased down an alley by this guy with long arms. And I mean freakishly long. Yeah, sorry, that was me. 
I also had a dream about being shrunk down and crushed inside a roach motel. I'm afraid that was me too. Are you serious, Dr. Kruger? Hey, why don't we get back to exploring issues with your marriage? The bloody waterbed, the needle fingers, the motorcycle possession crash thing, the talking head on top of the TV, the gold coin enema. Me, 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 me. But that last one sounds like the leprechaun guy. After years of tormenting the innocent, the After the Scares Foundation has helped even the very worst learn how to heal others. Ah, uh, my back feels great. I gotta admit, I didn't really think this acupuncture stuff would work. And to be honest, I thought you were just some pinhead. Well, I am, Jonathan, but I understand your reservations. Hey, you think you could do something about my sciatica on this wicked tennis elbow I got? Make no mistake, Jonathan. We'll tear your souls apart. Um, therapeutically. So please, this Halloween season, donate to the After the Scares Foundation. For just the price of a cup of coffee, you could lend a helping hand to the horrifying. Many just focus on the cool carnage of horror icons in the movies. We wanted to focus on the brave men and women who help pick up the pieces afterwards. Coming to True TV this October, it's Horror 911. 911, what is your emergency? Help! Okay, I'm gonna have to ask you to calm down, sir. Just start from the beginning. Tell me what's wrong. Okay. Okay, uh, my, my dad bought me a gift for Christmas from some creepy store in Chinatown. Let me guess, he got you opium? <laughs> opium? No, no, it wasn't opium. It was a small animal called a mogwai, I think. It's cute, smart, nice enough, but then this thing got wet and suddenly multiplied. The babies got into my chicken and turned into these, I don't know, gremlins? Now they're turned off the town! What, like, digging holes in the park or something? Holes? More like homicide! One of them brought Lawrence Miss Deagle out of a second-story window on her electric chair. Yeah, this sounds like more of a job for animal control. I'll transfer you. No, no, wait, wait, wait! Horror. Now I'm one. So, you're saying that your TV is evil? No, well, yes, actually. It's a videotape that my brother played on his TV. Right, the porno. What? That wasn't a porno. Sir, you just said that your brother was... Watching a dirty movie on an old videotape and then he called a sex line after? I said he was watching a disturbing movie on an old videotape and after got a phone call that said he was going to die in seven days. Which he just did. And how did he die? Uh, soaking wet, half-naked lady crawled out of his TV and did something disgusting to his face. Okay, I gotta be honest, this sounds a lot like a porno to me. Horror. 911. 911, what is your emergency? I think I'm being stalked by this guy I was dating. What makes you think that he's stalking you? Well, when we met, he seemed normal enough. Tall, dark, handsome, filthy rich. From an Eastern European family, I think. We went on a few dates, but the first time I went up to his huge home, he tied me up in his dungeon for hours. Wait, he tied you up in a dungeon? Who has a dungeon? Yeah! Bit me on the neck a few times, kept going on and on about wanting to drink my blood and eat my heart while it was still warm. At the end of the weekend, I told him I did not want to see him again. Wait, correct me if I'm wrong, but are you describing Count Dracula? No, Marie Hammer. Horror 911.
There is so much content on Disney Plus. That sucks. You could have an actual parade with it all. And welcome back to the Disney Plus Thanksgiving's Day Parade, a showcase and celebration of some of the great content we've seen on Disney Plus. I'm Brad Ingold. And I'm Chet Parker. And we're here just getting started with some of the fun planned today by Disney. Well, that's a plus. <laughs> oh, kill me. Speaking of fun, here comes someone who probably knows that this is the way to Times Square. It's Din Djarin, Grogu in the cast of The Mandalorian. Ah, yes, The Mandalorian, the show that put Disney Plus on the map, then subsequently burned that map in effigy by switching out the lead with Katie Sackhoff and cramming in more cringy cameo celebrities in a 2008 episode of Saturday Night Live. Say, Brad, what is that large device that Din is riding on? A speeder? A miniature YT fighter? No, Chet, that's a giant telephone. Likely the same one Pedro Pascal uses to phone in his performances from the set of HBO's The Last of Us. May the force be with you guys. You know what, Brad? I think it's time for you to grow up. I don't wanna. Well, you'll be right at home with this next arrival. It's the Peter Pan and Wendy float. Look at all those dancing lost boys. Um, girls? These? Hey, Chet, I, I see Wendy, but I, I don't see Peter Pan anywhere. Oh, he's not there, Brad. Like the Disney Plus movie, the Peter Pan and Wendy float only uses the name Peter Pan for branding and name recognition. You need to get that built-in audience. Who the hell would waste their time watching either without it? What about legit objections that this is nothing more than a bait-and-switch? I'd say, look over there, they got a black Tinkerbell. You got any more criticisms, you racist, bigoted monster? Say no more. Now here's the float I'm green with envy not to be on. It's the She-Hulk float. Say, why weren't you allowed on that float, Brad? It's because I'm a white male, Chet. And any white male standing within two feet of any woman nowadays is either a murderer, a sex offender, or a murdering sex offender who has suffered in life infinitely less than any member of the female species. Is that why you got divorced? Yes, Chet. Yes, it was. Look what's coming this way. It's Willow. You remember Willow, right? <laughs> nope. Neither do I. Moving on. The savior of Star Wars is marching right here down Main Street. Dave Filoni's Ahsoka. I'm legally obligated to say Dave Filoni's Ahsoka or face litigation from Kathleen Kennedy. Watch out for those spinning space whales down there, kids. Say, Brad, who is that man she is arm in arm with in the blue shirt and black slacks? Grand Admiral Thrawn? No, that's comedian Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld? What's he doing there? You see, Ahsoka and Seinfeld share something special in common. Both of their shows are about absolutely nothing. <laughs> Ouch. Coming up after the break, we get to gaze upon the Disney Plus floats themed for shows in the new year. Echo, Ironheart, Daredevil Born Again, and Agatha Harkness. What's that? We're never going to see those? Really? The only thing more odd and hard to follow than a David Lynch project is David Lynch himself. Good morning, Zaslav. Jesus! What the... David Lynch? What... What are you doing in my bedroom? Why do you have a cow? I have a cow. I know you have a cow, David. H how do you and your cow get in here? I, I live on the fifth floor. I've come here seeking reciprocations, Zaslav. Recompensa. I I'm sure I don't know what you mean. Ne never mind. 
Go on. Do let that fucking Donnie Villanova guy remake one of my pictures, and I think it's only fair that I get to remake one of his. Well, technically, David, Denny Villeneuve didn't remake your movie. He just adapted Frank Herbert's novel again, just like you did. David Lynch's Sicario. Oh, boy. Picture this. We open in Mexico. A plucky FBI agent leads a dangerous raid on a drug cartel stronghold. Okay. But when they search the house and rip open the walls, they find not drugs, but... Bodies. No! The goddamn chupacabra! What? The chupacabra. Is it dead? Is it alive? Is it thinking? This is important, David. Is it thinking? You know what I'm thinking, David? You're kind of losing the plot here. No one who paid money to see the inner workings of the Mexican drug trade wants to have their film derailed by mystical creatures that slaughter livestock. He can hear you, Zazlov. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I almost forgot he was here. David Lynch's prisoners! David, it's seven in the morning. Please stop yelling at a me. A burnt-out cop and a desperate father desperately search for a kidnapped six-year-old girl. We see how far someone will sink into the abyss in order to save a loved one. Alright, that sounds a lot better. Cohesive, coherent. And we play the entire thing backwards. Here we go. The entire film. All the sounds of Tiny Tim's 1968 classic tiptoe through the tulips until we stop on a shot of the missing girl as a fetus in the womb of her mother. Now, it's imperative, we stay on that shot for no less than nine minutes. I can't tell you how batshit fucking crazy that is, David. Like, clinically insane. So, you like it? No. You see, the nine minutes represents the nine months of pregnancy and... I don't care. David Lynch's arrival! Something I'm presently regretting. A professor in linguistics is recruited by the military to communicate with alien invaders. And? That's it. No, it's not. What are you insinuating, Zezlov? Where's your constant cup of crazy, David? We all know what's coming. Just pour it out. Come on, give me the crazy. Now you listen here, bucko. I'm a four-time Oscar-nominated director. I've been doing this for over 50 fucking years. You might want to afford me a little goddamn respect. You're right. I'm sorry. Sounds perfect. David Lynch's arrival. With puppets. I've got a connection with those Jim Henson folks. Uh, I have it. I have it all worked out. You know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Oh, seriously. Why not? What's another tax write-off? What was that? So who do you have in mind to star in this? Well, I have eyes on Michael Parks, Chris Isaac, maybe Bull Pullman, and of course, my favorite little tidbit. Laura Dern. Laura Dern! I really wish this next sketch was a real thing we could sell. Maybe then I could make a few damn dollars out of this show. Merry Christmas, honey. Walter, it's three o'clock in the morning. I know. I couldn't wait. Open your gift. Go on. What in the hell is this? It's the Simplistic Reviews podcast, a home game. 
It's the Simplistic Reviews Podcast, the home game. Now you can bring the Simplistic Reviews Podcast home with you and share their wacky and mildly offensive hijinks with the whole family. You don't get it? (sighs) No, I get it, Walter. It's a board game based on that horrible podcast you listen to. Thank you very much. Now can I go back to sleep? Oh, come on. You can't pull out the game and not play it. Let's play it. Let's go. Seriously? Seriously. The Simplistic Reviews podcast, The Home Game, allows you to play as any of the hosts from the show. Matthew Stewart, DJ Valentine, or Justin Polizzi. All right, which one do you want to be? I can be the Jew and you can be the Italian guy. I really don't want to do that, Walter. You know what? You're right. I am a bit anti-Semitic, so why don't you be the Jew and I be the Italian guy? You know, that's not what I meant. What you meant is that all of the other board games have met their match with the Simplistic Reviews podcast, The Home Game. Dive right in with your loved ones and test your wits with some of the most pointless and profanity-laced conversations done right here on the Simplistic Reviews Podcast. So, what did you think of the trailer? I... I couldn't give less of a shit, Walter. Wow, that's right. Matthew hates trailers. Move ahead three spaces. Isn't this fun? No. Yes, the fun never stops with the Simplistic Reviews Podcast, the home game. Damn, I drew B-Block sketch off. We have to come up with a sketch centering on a dick joke before the commercial break. Hmm. That doesn't make sense. This game doesn't make sense. This show doesn't make sense. I want to stop now. That's it. We'll center it around the sixth sense and stop where my mom will shoot. You're really good at this game, sweetie. You'll be really good at this game, too. The Simplistic Reviews Podcast, The Home Game, from Parker Brothers. You did it, honey. You won. Quick, you have to roll a six in order to give everyone our information before we go off the air. Walter? Yes, darling? I want a divorce. This following sketch is our favorite sketch of the year. Not only because it is a spoof on arguably the year's best film, Oppenheimer, but because it pretty much predicted the biggest box office failure of 2023. Since it was conceived of, back in June. In 2023... Two of the largest studios in Hollywood raced against the clock to be the first to deliver the biggest box office bomb in cinematic history. They did this for some dumb fucking reason. Thanks for convening on short notice. I can't believe it. But here we are. Catch me up. What do we know? Well, Mr. Iger, one of our insiders got into a secret test screening at Warner Brothers Studios. Do we have the audience test scores? There's no doubt what this is. Disney stock says there's a doubt. Wishful thinking, I'm afraid. Are those the test screening audience scores? It's a first look test screening. The Flash. Warner Brothers has a bomb. We're supposed to be years ahead of them, but... What were you guys doing at Marvel Studios, Kevin? Wasn't security tight? Of course it was. You weren't there. Forgive me, Mr. Feige, but I was. You let one of your best writer-directors leave and become head of an entire new cinematic universe over at Warner Brothers. Ah, yes. Mr. Gunn. We fired him, brought him back, and he quit on us. We didn't think that would be a problem. Compartmentalization was supposed to be the protocol. I couldn't worry about James Gunn. We were in a race against Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm. And now the race is against Warner Brothers. Not unless we started. Kevin, they just fired a starting gun. With two ends, as it were. What's the nature of the bomb they released? 
Data indicates The Flash is eyeing a worldwide gross of $268 million while having a production budget of... $300 million. Not accounting for advertising and reshoots. Warner Brothers has a bomb. The mouse needs to know what's next. What's next? Blue Beetle. Then Aquaman, obviously. What about the Marvels? Does the mouse even know about it? Did we brief him on that? Not specifically. We still don't know if The Marvels is even feasible. A renamed sequel to a disliked movie starring a disliked MCU character played by a disliked actress with two co-stars who no one on Earth even knows about. It's just too volatile. Right. My understanding is that James Gunn proposed it. Yes. While at Marvel Studios. Gunn's films have always been wildly impractical. You'd have to show the film via Oxcart, not projector. Kevin, seriously? Sorry, Mrs. De Costa, did you want to comment? Never mind. Because if it can put us ahead again, the head of Walt Disney Pictures needs to know about it. <laughs> and if Warner Brothers knows about it already from a double agent director now running their new cinematic universe, then we gotta get going. There's no proof that James Gunn was a double agent while working for the MCU to produce a bigger bomb than us for Warner Brothers. Kevin. I see your point, but... So, we go ahead with the Marvels. I'm telling you, we are making much more headway in our joint effort with Sony in the Madam Web film. I know it's delayed a few months, however... An all-female Spider-Man film without Spider-Man anchored by the star of Fifty Shades of Grey. Now who's being impractical? I'm sorry, but you ever think we might just try making a good movie instead of a box office bomb? You know... A movie that will make money and entertain people? You ever consider that? Get him the fuck out of here. Thanks for listening to the Simplistic Reviews You're In Review. And a special thanks goes out to all the folks who helped us this year put some of these silly sketches together. Heather Baxendale Walsh, Freddie Moss, Mark Helfmeyer, The Vern, and Jake Lewitt. There is more fun to come in 2024. And I'm sure more lawsuits. <laughs>